Hey, gearheads, and welcome to Garage Talk, a discussion about all things automotive. I'm Corey. And I'm Matt. And each week, this podcast will serve as a catalyst for discussion on all sorts of subjects that grind our gears, rev our engines, or just need a bit more conversation. I think we've got a little bit of all of that, and we needed help this week. Uh, well, we need help every week, but uh, we've enlisted help, yes. I should say, this week. We've invited back some of our favorite guests from a, a very good episode uh, ways back from uh, just after the auto roundup this past spring, and that's our friends, the Rop Brothers from Brake Check Show. And why don't y'all say, hey, guys. How's it going? Hey. Well, well, it's going to be a long night, isn't it? (laughs) Well, I mean, to be fair, uh, yeah, I probably should introduce ourselves. I'm Craig, and uh, I mean, you did say... Say hey, and Brian yeah, followed through. So nailed it. So y- I did. You just follow instructions I'll, I'll very well. <laughs> the signal dropped for about thirty seconds there, and you said, "Might as well introduce yourselves." And I said, "Hey." <laughs> so well, you th- know, that makes see that, there. Makes, that makes way more sense because normally Brian is not that good at following directions. Exactly. Uh-oh. So Uh-oh. oh boy, what you we say, Sibling rivalry oh, sorry, starting already. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think this is just a perfect segue into the episode because both Matt and I were in the process of listening to y'all's latest episode and we're talking about technology right now and how it doesn't seem to work. And one of y'all's last press rigs was (laughs) very much uh, on my good friend Matt's uh, checklist. I of built one today. Very little technology <laughs> involved, and I knew when y'all were going on about how little it had in it. Yep. I was like, Matt's gonna be all over this one. Yep. So, uh, why don't you catch our listeners up on just a little bit of what y'all talked about in your latest episode? All right, Craig, take it. This was. Uh, I want you to elaborate on how it was a king in your little workshop. <laughs> that's that's pretty important here. Yeah, for those that haven't listened to that episode, thank y'all for listening because y'all have one of maybe 10, something like that, five. Okay, <laughs> hey, we'll take so, it. That's 20% of my uh, audience right there. But yeah, for those that missed it, which is probably everybody, uh, yeah, it's a very, uh, well, basically that truck should be wearing a cape. And so what the truck that we're cam- talking wait, about. A camo cape. A yes, camo, well, of a camo course. Cape. Yes. So some people see it, some people don't. The, uh, the key is, well, here's the truck we're talking about. It's a 2021 and Brian, help me out here again. I'll find need help <laughs> okay, again. Okay, I'll, I'll give you the title. You take it from there. 2021 Chevy Silverado Custom. Not the LT. Custom. Right. Z71 Trail Boss. What is it? Real Tree Special Edition. Holy cow, that's mouthful. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, again, you see why I can't keep up with it. But <laughs> it was a, it's basically a, and we'll get into the details here in a minute, but it's a stripped work truck. Right. Um, you know, it's a custom. It's not the upgraded trim. Right. It doesn't have a lot of features. It doesn't have a lot of options. Again, Brian can go through all the things it doesn't have because I can't keep up with it. But it had camo on the camo <laughs> stickers on the on the. That's end all of it, it takes, and, man. That's all it takes. And uh, real tree <laughs> timber camo for those that care about camo. Yep. And I thought it was, it was mossy uh, oak the whole time. <laughs> it, it was get it right, unbelievable. Man. How it was such a hit in the small little town I work in, which is, uh, I got more people asking me about that vehicle, a stripped, basically a stripped lifted truck 
that stickers for about forty-eight thousand dollars. Then the Chevrolet, new Chevrolet Corvette in Sebring orange, which is incredible to me. So, right. Anyway, right. yeah. That's spectacular. Yeah. Well, part of it is speaking to exactly where we are all from. And so Matt and I are in rural East Texas, and you are in rural North Texas. And that right. just kind of plays into it. Uh, I don't think perhaps New York City, Detroit, uh, L.A. would yeah. get quite the same reaction. It would probably be let, the inverse. Let me bring it home for you. Uh, Fort Worth didn't react to it. Really? I took it in, into work one day, and not a. And by the way, I get asked all the time by coworkers, "Oh, what are you driving this week? What are you driving this week? Whenever we have something, they seem to know." And uh, no one bad an eye at it. No one noticed that I parked in the same spot. Everyone knows I'm driving. Like, yeah, whatever. It's a truck. They, they didn't even. Like, I think some people <laughs> saw the camera and were like, "Ooh, I don't know about that. I don't <laughs> oh. know what to do with that." <laughs> oh, what's Brian been doing to, to his truck? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I thought it was entertaining. I actually love the thing. Yeah. Um, we, we said it a million times. When the review comes out, you'll see that too. It's one of the most refreshing things we've driven all year because it's just a straightforward, straight shooting, capable, somewhat affordable. You know, in non-COVID times, this would be a low 40s truck all day right. long after rebates and stuff. And uh that's a lot of truck for the money, you know? I mean, yeah. it has the things people want. It has a V8, it has four-wheel drive, mud tires, stupid wheels, and camo. <laughs> like, what else yep. What else can you want? Yep, 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 yep. Maybe, maybe some tires? Some, some, yeah, and, noisy and, tires. It has and, noisy tires. <laughs> noisy <sure>. tires. <laughs> Am I opening a can I, of worms yeah. mentioning, <laughs> mentioning no, uh, tires? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, this was previewed a little bit in our chat uh, prior to this uh, podcast, and so I definitely want to hear Matt's opinion on these tires because we've got some opinions on these tires um, I, I think perhaps the three of y'all are the only ones. <laughs> well, so I, I, Brian, you may mention in, in your podcast episode that you know most people hate buying tires. Totally, I love it. So I'm the one guy that 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 would you know be the exception to that rule because I. I get into the tire math, right? Okay, how big can I go? <laughs> so, you know, 255, 60 is going to be about this high. It's this wide, you know. Like, I, I, oh, I love I love getting into the nitty-gritty of, of the tire details and the numbers. And, and I kind of pride myself on it a little bit because a lot of people don't know what the aspect ratio yep. and, the, and the tire width totally. and all those types of things are. And so – uh, I, I like that part of it. Um, I don't think that an off-road truck or a truck set up to go off-road should have 20s. I Amen. think that's yep. silly. Amen. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Uh, the event that I was at on Saturday, Midwest Jeep Fest, um, there was yep. a brand-new uh, 4xE Sahara there. Mm. It had black painted 20-inch <laughs> wheels and street With tires. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Hold, hold on. Wait I minute. know. Someone bought a hybrid and put on heavier wheels no, to make it not only less efficient but less effective. Those the are only factory. Thing supposed to be good at. Those are actually factory. Black painted twenty inch wheels are. They're aluminum, what? but yeah. they're black. I mean, gloss, shiny. They look nice, but I have not seen that. That's bananas. Yeah, I, I drove by ridiculous. a white one today. <laughs> Kid you not, four by e and everything, white bumper and everything, but blacked out wheels. It was those same wheels. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> wow. I, look, 
this is our issue with this truck too, is that if it's going to be flying the camo capable off-road look, <laughs> yep. um, at least have some tire to support it that isn't yep. just noise for no reason. Right. Agreed. And, Agreed. And we looked at these. So, Corey, you and I drove the Broncos down in mm-hmm. Austin. They mm-hmm. had this tire on the Trail Boss is from the same family. Right. But it's the mud terrain instead of the the non-Wrangler Bronco tire, whatever they've got, where they're <laughs> right. down there. Right. Um, Can't call it a Wrangler. Don't do that. Right. <laughs> so if y'all have seen the dirt tracks mm-hmm. on anything, they are called an all-terrain. They look like a mud terrain, and they're noisier than most mud terrains. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. This one looked like a Nitto Terra Grappler with a little bit more bite, but not much. Okay. But it sounded almost as noisy as a dirt track. I'm sitting here going, how does it look so ineffective, <laughs> yet so noisy? It blows my mind. Like, they're trying to be loud. Like, they want to be heard coming down the highway. Right. Yeah. Not acceptable. Sorry. No, no, and I, I would agree. You talked about pre-COVID times or non-COVID times that this would be a low 40s truck. I kid you not, like all the dealerships around here, when they actually had inventory of the Trail Boss or the GMC version, the AT4, every single one that was on the lot had the 20s. Like yeah. all the oh, dealers yeah. around here ordered the 20s because they think or they know that the 20s will sell. And I'm like, give me the 18s all mm-hmm. day long yeah. because it's a better tire, more sidewall. And like you said, I'm probably swapping them out anyway. <laughs> but well, yeah. still, it, it's right. the proper right. amount of sidewall. And no, just please do not off-road <laughs> with anything. 18s yeah, even pushing it. Like, off. come on. Yeah. Come on. Well, man. you know, and that's what's so funny about this truck in general is – as much as every single part we like to make fun of, whether it's the 20 inch rims or the camo <laughs> or the fact that it doesn't have any features, we keep just tearing it up for it. But in the end, as evidence of what happened to me when I went to work in a really small town out in almost West Texas, they ate it up. So like Chevy, yeah. Chevy knows what they're doing. Yeah. They're people who want a, a truck. They don't care about the features. They want to look like a million bucks, and that's yeah. what it is. It looks like well, a million bucks, whether it is or not. It looks like it, and so they hit the nail on the target. I mean, or, you know, they, they they nailed it. So I'm not gonna um, lie. So I had an 07 when they were brand new, and I made sure to get leather seats and the bucket seats and all that because, right. yeah, reasons. And right. now at my life stage, I'm like, give me the claw seats. Give me the front bench seat, which I know that one had as well. Yep. And, you know, which just awesome. give me a truck for crying out loud. <laughs> uh, Matt yeah. and I are scheduled to get, it's almost sacrilege to uh, say this, but the Cowboy Cadillac of F-150s, yeah. the King Ranch edition is going to be heading our yeah. way very soon. And yes. I'm going to love it, but I'm also going to be thinking to myself, <laughs> no, like, just give me a stripped down, right. cloth seats, <laughs> bench seat, give, give me a truck. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, and that's what's so nice about this one is that someone at GM said not everyone wants a seventy thousand dollar demo truck. Yes, this is the first truck we've had under sixty five ish. You know, from a dealer or otherwise, they're just they're so expensive now. So that is the nice part. And back to your point a minute ago about the uh, Craig them hitting the market. <laughs> Look, this truck, and I, I didn't really put this clearly in our in our review, but my total take on this is that this truck is not actually meant to be an off roader. This is the truck that people want to be seen in. Yeah. In fact, it's exactly what people want. They want the 20s, even though it's worse. Right. They want the noisy tires. They Maybe they want to be heard. I don't yeah. know. Maybe they think it's a good thing. But these are the things that people really want. They want this image, and it does that in spades. And actually gets incredible gas mileage. When I was 
blocking the crews. I was getting 21 out of it, which is bonkers. Wow. And I'm sorry. Like, look, as I'm generally a Ford person, I've been there a lot in my time. Credit here. The EcoBoost doesn't do that. It just doesn't do that. As good as it is. Yeah. It doesn't do that. This is, I would call this the foreman's truck, right? Everybody on the crew gets the stripped down base version and the foreman gets to pick the one that's upgraded a little bit and has the nicer wheels and tires and that kind of thing. That. And everybody knows when the foreman shows up. That's that's this <laughs> truck, right? Well, this time they can't see him because it's camo. But right. Oh, maybe that's, that's right. Just blends into yeah. everything. Oh, else. that's yeah. a good way to put it. You know, it's funny you talked about um, people don't go off road. You're absolutely right. So I've got somebody I work with, our sales manager for our company. He, I uh, hope he listens to this. I'll uh, call him out on it, but he won't be surprised. So he he previously had a Toyota Tundra uh, TRD Pro, okay, and he had it for a couple of years, and he kind of switches out every two years, and it was time for him to switch out, and he was thinking about the Trail Boss things like that. He's like, man, what do you think? What should I get? Because he he watches our stuff, and I was like, well, how many times have you taken your Tundra off road? He goes, <laughs> mm, I think once. I was like, okay, on accident. <laughs> did you need four wheel drive when you took it? He goes, no, not really. And I was like, okay, well, um. Why don't you just get maybe a two-wheel drive truck that uh, is really just what you need? And, well, guess what he ended up in? A trail boss, uh, which is hilarious, too, because when he comes out and our owner comes out, I'm like, man, you better be careful with that trail boss sticker because the real boss is here. Maybe you need to get, like, a ranch hand or a right. chef sticker instead yeah. of trail boss. Yeah. <laughs> But pretty funny, and he still hasn't taken it off road once since he's had it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I. I, So it's funny that you mentioned. You know, people know what we do and all that stuff because uh, people have that I've had interactions with at my previous job have started reaching out to me through various social media, and they're like, "Look, I know what you do now. Here's what I'm thinking," and literally had the conversation about I want something with the off road look. I'll probably never (laughs) do it, but. At least she was honest about it. She just wanted the look. And so, like, she was wanting AT4 or Trail Boss or, you know, something TRD Pro and something full size. And I'm like, okay, look, like, have have you considered the Forerunner? Because Matt and I have done the Forerunner and we loved it. Or if it has to be a truck, get a taco because uh, it's the benchmark for a reason. And it's essentially the same thing as a Forerunner with the bed. So uh, I don't know what she ended up. Landing on, I, I also swayed her away from purchasing anything right now because, yeah. like, sure. you're not getting those incentives, you're not getting discounts, you're paying sticker if you're lucky, and it's just a crazy market right now. But yeah, so it's, I, it's what people. Corey, want. I'm, I'm glad you brought this up. Uh, people ask you recommendations on vehicles, which is always entertaining because <laughs> I'm curious how it goes for you. Because here's how it goes for me. Number one, when someone asks me what they want correct me if I'm wrong here, they already know what they want. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Number two, my answer is, I don't know what y'all's answer is, but my answer has turned into this. I always just ask them, well, what do you want? <laughs> and then they invariably tell me what they're wanting anyways. And I'm like, and they go, what do you think? And I go, I think that's a great car. Go get it. <laughs> the only thing I'll ever add is, hey, you might try out this competitor or that competitor and yeah. just put your butt in the seat because yep. the steering wheel may not put go exactly where you want it. The seat might not go where you want it. Other than that, they're all good cars. Just get one. Yep. Get the one you like. I, yep. I think I am navigating toward – I'm inching ever closer towards that because I am realizing people have asked me for years. You know, We've been into cars for 20-plus years, each of us. And so I've gotten this question a lot, as I'm sure you all have. And mm-hmm. 
yes, I am absolutely gravitating towards that basic answer because I am seeing more and more. They're already set in their ways. They already have a darn good idea of what it is they're going to spend their money on. They just need affirmation that they're making the right choice (laughs) from somebody in the know. You just nailed it. People just want you to confirm they already are thinking half the time. Which I'm okay with. Like yeah, and now, now that I've gotten there, <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. So, yeah, yeah. I, I will say this though. I mean, you talked about twenty years ago. You've been getting this question for twenty years. Twenty years ago, I there I would not have recommended a Kia or a Hyundai. Same, yeah. but that's completely <laughs> different now, and now that's kind of not a problem anymore. Yep. I, I, one of our uh, I'm going to preview one of our upcoming podcast topics. I haven't even talked to Brian about this yet, but. The oh, Malays <laughs> era, and which which Malays oh. era was the worst? Was it the mid two thousands, the late seventies? Mm. Um, w- what's worse? Because y'all y'all I, about the same age as us. We missed the late seventies, thank goodness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the mid two thousands were just some brutal times to me. I think there's some just the oh. cars were just boring. Yeah, and they weren't the best quality. They're in this weird transition. I don't know. That's a topic we'll be hashing out soon, but. All right, so no, that problem that's not a problem anymore inside. So now I just recommend anything. I, I don't want to completely step on your toes and we can move on so that we don't. But I do want to <laughs> say, like I, I was I was finishing high I graduated high school in 05, so mid 2000s is a very pivotal time for my love yeah. of vehicles. And I kid you not, uh, I am working my hardest. I have been teased with an O2 yellow trans am ws6 special edition <laughs> and i'm like i need that in my life right now 345 horsepower <laughs> uh, 325 if uh if yeah oh, uh, i'll the ta yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, anyway I, I am just hoping and praying that I, I get it for a few hours one day to put up on our channel it will get no views and right. I will have the best day ever. It will be a good day for you. <laughs> yes, it will. <laughs> it will be a great day. And, you know, comparing, I, again, same general era. Uh, I drove an 09 something today and definitely way more special. But I can tell you, I'd be more excited about that screaming chicken. <laughs> so it is what it <laughs> yeah. is. That's the thing is that special is now the beholder. And uh, look, Corey, I can tell you all day long that. 09 something is way better than your <laughs> TA you're talking about, yes. but you've already made your mind up, so it doesn't matter, man. Go enjoy it. <laughs> see, see, right there. You know, I've already made my mind up. I'm already excited about it, and, and it's for sentimental reasons because I, I am finding out more and more that, especially with gearheads that have been gearheads as long and for as young as we have, that there's something about those formative high school years that no matter how terrible sure. the cars were, they're so special. And so going back to, you know, the mid seventies and all that, we've got a podcast regular on ours who, uh, his first and most beloved car was a 70. Oh, Bill, you're going to get me for this one. It was Mm -hmm. a late mid to late seventies post fuel crisis. Yeah. Camaro Z 28. 76, 77, something like that. I'm sorry, Bill. I really am. (laughs) But (laughs) Yeah, and the Gen three. Yeah, and or Gen two actually. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah, late Gen two, post fuel crisis, before the IROX, before all the fun stuff of the eighties, okay. which those were terrible in their own right. They looked <laughs> fast. <laughs> they looked awesome. Though. They looked and, awesome. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it, there's just something special inherently about the vehicles that were new and cool when you were coming of age 
in right. your gearhead life. Am yeah, I right? No, so, absolutely. I, yeah, yeah I, no, that's completely right. And I'm going to just nip our future episode in, in the butt. Craig, <laughs> if Burt Reynolds drove it in a movie, it's crap. And so the mid-2000s were pretty good. And I'm, almost, I'm with Corey. I graduated in 05 as well. And my Trans Am happened to be an 05 Mustang or newer. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was, that was a good time. Um, not anywhere near as good as they are now. But way better than, what did you have, Craig, 99? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah Smokey and the tea. Bandit Trans Am right here. I saw it the oh. other day in town, and I was drooling oh. <laughs> over it. <laughs> yeah. No, no. He, he's right. I mean, the late 90s weren't the best either, but no. the fuel injection was coming on in the mid-90s, and yeah. things were getting really just better. Right. Yeah, and then in the, the But well, here's what happens in the mid-2000s. And again, I don't want to. We're just going to completely do our podcast now. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> but here's what happened in the mid 2000s. All these mergers started happening. All these cons- cons- the companies were consolidating and yeah. they're trying to go for efficiency. And, and Toyota had just yeah. ruined everything because they owned everything. Right. Yeah. And I'm just garbage out yep. there. And it just, I don't know. We, we all suffered for it as consumers, but uh, thankfully that's over. But yeah. There, I, you know, to your point, there was some garbage then, but there was some decent stuff too. You know, sure. The control wasn't fully on yet. It was at least defeatable if you had it. And so you could you could have more fun than you can with some cars today even. So, you know, there's some pockets there, but I get your point. Sure. There's a lot of junk too. All right. So that allows us to pivot just just a little so we don't completely <laughs> blow out your future podcast episode. <laughs> Thank and, you, Corey. Uh, Thank you. Yes, yes. I'm thinking of y'all. It's all for y'all. So <laughs> uh, talking about, you know, which was worse, how about what we're at today? What is better now uh, was it the 60s? Like, are we in the new golden era? Are we mm. seeing the sun set on it because everything's going EV? Uh, Mercedes went crazy this past week. The Munich show's going on. <sighs> yeah, and yeah. the EQS, the Maybach, uh, God, <laughs> that, that is a grill that only <laughs> a mother could love. That I don't yeah. even know. It, it's the GLS, but the Maybach, but electric, I cannot remember what they're calling it, but goodness gracious, the front of that thing is, it, it looks like a whale snout, and it, it's it's Ouch. something. And then the the G-Wagon. You and I loved the G63. Oh, yeah. With the V8 bi-turbo. Yes. And all the noises and sounds yeah. and feelings that it gave Side you. Side bikes. Yeah. yeah. And bikes. now they've got the... EQG, which sounds terrible and it pulls up weird things when you Google it. Don't recommend it. And uh, <laughs> like they even removed, you loved the spare tire on the back of yeah. that G Wagon. Yeah. Have you I, seen the back of the EQG? It's, it's, it's yeah. a, I, I have not spent the time to the look backpack. at what's in there. I'm figuring it's some sort of battery pack, but why would you, why? Why? Why mess with the iconic design? Why make it look? They're stu- being too cute. Yeah, yeah. yeah thank you, so, Greg. I agree. So it's never going to get a flat. Like it, it's impervious to a needing a spare tire back there. Like, ugh. Anyway, <laughs> look, so, I saw your your meme you made today, which yes. I thought was hysterical. <laughs> um, it was absolutely brilliant. My first thought was, I'm guessing run flats one and two. Yep. That better be a range extender. That yes. stupid thing is going to be on the back there. It better not be just a fanny pack. There better be some juice in there. <laughs> sure. Or at least a gas generator to charge it back up like uh, yeah. everyone else seems to be doing. Yeah. No, it, it's uh, it's one of those – it's the new age space saver spare. So Oof. it starts out square, and when you fill it up, it ends up round. 
That's it's yeah, like a yeah. vet steering wheel. Except yeah. the vet steering wheel works. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I, I got us way off topic there on my little soapbox. But so uh, which is better, the the '60s heyday, which I I still hold to this day, my favorite car all time is '69 uh, Camaro, uh, and I understand that compared to today's Camaros, like it can't turn, it can't accelerate, it can't do all that. Uh, but w- what's better, the '60s heyday, or are we in it now, or are we seeing a sunset? What are, What are y'all's thoughts on that? Craig, you can go first on this one. I've got plenty of opinions. You go first. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh boy. You know, we grew up hearing our dad talk about the late '60s and mm-hmm. the, the pre-fuel crisis cars, right? The pre-smog control cars. And we heard all these, oh, all these unbelievable stories about four-barrel carburetors and and uh, triple deuces and you know and dual quads. I'm mean, just all this fun stuff. And we had we had those cars. Dad would drive them around with us, and we would hear those barrels open up on the carburetors. And it's just it's an well, it was the early version of VTEC. I mean, it's the same thing we got going on now. It's not any different. But I would say, like, those cars are amazing. Yes. Here's what I would, but those cars also had bad tires. So that yeah. era had right. bad tires. Oh, here we go again. Had, here we are. Back <laughs> here we go, to tires. tires again. It's everything. If, if that era had real tires, I, it would be neat to see what they actually did. And of course, I guess you could put good tires on them now and see what right. they do. But I think we're in the midst of the golden era right now. Cars are making crazy horsepower. Absolutely. Family cars are making 300 horsepower that should not be making 300 horsepower. It's insane. Cars never did that. Brian and I used to really talk about, in the early 90s, we would the, the Dodge Spirit uh, RT Turbo, yeah. yeah, the Ford Taurus show, yeah. and how amazing those cars were. Because their 0 to 60 times were like high Seven. sevens. Yeah. <laughs> Look, yeah. Really? Or, yeah. Like, that's the Honda sixes, Accord. Yeah. Does, the base Honda Accord will do that now. I mean, yeah. it's ridiculous. So. I don't know. I think we're in the golden era. Yeah, I, I want to agree with that because, look, thank God for the 60s because dad grew up in that and hearing dad talk about that is what got me in the cars in particular. And I look back in those cars now and I go, man, what sucked? Like, if you drive anything <laughs> carbureted today, you go, these were terrible. You know, like yes. they were great for one quarter mile run until they heat soaked and they vapor locked and wouldn't start and all those other things. And, and look, results may vary. From car to car, day to day, region to region, because the carburetor has to be changed every three or four times, or at least the jets need to be adjusted. And look, I've had carbureted cars. I've had several. There's a reason why I don't plan on going back to that. They're terrible. So that being said, tires also sucked back then, too. You had things like Hemis that were clearly, clearly underrated. Ford had the 429 that did this. GM had their SSs as well that played that game, too. That was Z28 with that 302. Yeah, and it's just, you can play this game all day long, but the tires still, like a V6 Mustang hangs with most of those today right. in the real world. It just does. And so, look, we're in it right now. You can't buy something slow based on the standards our parents grew up with or right. what we grew up with as little kids. And so, even Nelly Cruz will hang with most of that crap. So, that's something to, to think about, right? Uh, he's so. driven it. And <laughs> you got to get in that power band, Matt. You got to get in the power I'm band. I'm still looking for the power band. <laughs> yeah. So, getting back into Nelly Cruz after my uh, 09 something uh, earlier today, uh, again, I keep going back. You sent it to me, and it rings true in my head every time I get back in my car. The Baymax, I am not fast. <laughs> Um, bless her heart. She tries. She makes a lot of noise sometimes. Again, if you're in high RPMs, but if you're in low RPMs, she does nothing. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey man, sensation counts for something, right? <laughs> yes, sure. It, it, <laughs> you are absolutely right. Sensation counts for something. Yeah. And there is none. <laughs> 
Well, with those fuel saver tires on it, she'll squeal them around the corners, and you'll that's feel like you're doing something. Roll the that, window down, you may actually model. hear the turbo. So that's tires. If you bought good tires, you'd be really disappointed, right? Because right. it would be so much grip. <laughs> right. You would just make the turn, and then we're going to do a wheel spin and go, oh, there is no power. Yeah. That's the, that's the challenge, just right? A, just a boring little car. As, why as did, I knew why do you think the BRZ came with eco tires? That was oh, on purpose, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. And it worked. So, oh, and everybody talked about that when it came out too. Like they loved the fact that it came with these little bitty skinny tires in the back. Yeah. Right. Look, I, I ran that Mustang, previous Mustang I had for a while. Craig knows drifting. Craig had it for drove for about a month or so. Um, not the best car, but I purposely ate through tires and I didn't always get the stickiest thing because I wanted to play on the street and you can right. you get enough grip. It's just dangerous because when it lets go, it's too late. Yeah. You're going too fast, basically. So there's something to be said about a junk tire sometimes just for a grin. That's okay. Yeah. What, what do y'all think? Are we in the golden yeah. era? Well, I used the example a couple of weeks ago in, on the podcast of the transition from 2010 to 2011 with the Mustang. The 2010 uh, 4.6 had 325 horsepower, 15. I think. three. It was a 315? Yeah. yeah, 315. And the incoming V6 in 2011 had 305. Yep. <laughs> right. Like, right. That's night and day difference. So, and it did that without any real competition. Granted, uh, yeah. The Camaro was rumored yeah. and was churning and, yeah. It was napping. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, they knew it was coming. I think we are, uh, I, I think we're in a sweet spot right now um, where you have massive power out of everyday vehicles, but I don't know. The, a part of me, one of my favorite cars is the Viper, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's because it tries to kill you anytime <laughs> you drive it. Like no yeah. traction control, no ABS. Like it, the feds had to mandate those things in order for the Viper to have those things. Right. So, uh, right. you know, excessive amounts of power, rear wheel drive, manual transmission, lots of cylinders, lots of power, and 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 turn it loose. Uh, I, I would love to see that same type of setup. I mean, eight and a half liters mm-hmm. in a V10 now. Mm-hmm. Oh, my yeah. goodness. So uh, by no means, and, and listen to me clearly, everyone who can hear the sound of my voice, by no means am I saying they are the same thing. But sensation-wise, oh, boy. The <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> BMW M2 that I drove. Yep had some similar characteristics in that you could break it loose in that you could have a little fun with it in that it 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 okay. if you were not careful not that it would try to kill you because again the feds have mandated you know traction control and all right, this stuff right, right. but on public roads it was the most nervous i've been in a vehicle that we've done because of those things being yeah. scaled back like they were. The tail end would get happy on you without even thinking about it. Yeah. And I'm thinking Hellcats are kind of in that area. Oh, yeah. You had tons of fun oh, with man. the Charger Hellcat. Yeah. And we were kind of in a controlled environment there. Imagine if we got one that you just hoon around in for a little bit. So I, It would be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. There, there's still some of that out there. And, and yes, by no means am I comparing <laughs> that, that BMW M2. But, again, some of the same principles of, you know, just turn you loose and let you have a little bit of fun in it. That thing right. did. 
I, I will say, though, uh, to to the, the golden era of the 60s and 70s, I worked with a guy who was street racing at that time, and his dad also owned a machine shop at that time, which is terribly convenient. Um, mm-hmm. But he would, during the week, pull the engine out of his car and rebuild it every week yeah. <laughs> for nothing. And he would build it in such a way that – you, know, you could put a ratchet on the end of the crankshaft and just spin it, and it would just, you know, because he wanted it built loose so that it would RPM, yeah. so that he, because he knew right. he was going to be rebuilding it again on Monday, so it didn't matter what the clearances were as long as that thing would spin and go like mad. You can't do that anymore. No, like the cheapest engine we have now is the five three LS mm-hmm. or LQ or whichever variant of it you right. want, <laughs> and even yeah. those are beginning to get scarce and extremely expensive. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, a 250,000 mile motor is $1,500 now. So, yeah, and it used to be $300. And yeah, exactly. So yeah. there's, there's something to be said for that era too, when it comes to the mechanics of, and, and maybe that's why I like that era. Right. The, you can just wrench on them. Yeah. The mechanical yeah. elements of everything. When we had the Diablo here, looking <laughs> at all the, the throttle body linkage yeah. and the you know everything mechanical, mechanical about <laughs> that 1993 Diablo was 91 91 you keep getting I keep it saying 93 <laughs> the 1991 Diablo was just everything was manual and raw and very much so mechanical and I loved it it was just it was right it was perfect it I want to jump in on uh, on your note there yeah. Matt you're talking about how things you could, were that was golden because anyone can get a screwdriver and work on it. Right. And that was, it was simple back then. I came up in a different time, you know, our, our dads worked in that time frame and they wrenched back then and not every week, like, like your buddy, but you know, as they needed to. Yeah. Um, but I came up in an era when things were like Craig said, fuel injection was coming along in the nineties. You're right. In the mid two thousands, it was perfected. Yeah. Where multi-port was everywhere. Right. LG had a fuel up over, I'm sure. But, by and large, most people had multi-port, and it was pretty figured out at that point. Right. And I self-taught on a lot of things then and learned immediately that, yeah, there's a computer involved. But at least in the mid-2000s, it was – there weren't a ton of actuators, right? It was like an electric throttle body, and everything else was kind of the same. There were still valves. There were still cams. There were still lifters and everything else. Sure. Still throttle by wire and – Yeah. Right. But the difference is – you didn't rebuild it every week. You rebuilt it every 10 years, right? And it just, you just threw nitrous on it or boost and it took <laughs> it to 500 wheel without a problem. Yeah. And so that's the difference is like our dad used to say, they don't build them like they used to. Thank God. I'm kind of going along those lines of that. Yeah. You still made, look, I'm, I'm guaranteeing you that your, your friend you're talking about that rebuilt every weekend was not hitting those numbers. Oh, sure. It just wasn't. Yeah. yeah. And so the rea- it is impressive to me that I think, I think the mid 2000s to the mid, well, to about now, is kind of maybe pre-direct injection because direct injection kind of made it a lot harder for the market. It made it less um, cost effective. You had to spend a lot more to start messing with direct injection, Yeah. at least in the big power game. Um, but you talk about coyotes. Look, Justin Pollock in Formula Drift runs an illuminator motor out of the Ford catalog yep. with a Roush blower on it all season long, all plus season. demo days. Right, and he doesn't tear it down between rounds. He tears it down between seasons. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. 
That's so, impressive. That's that's oh, a big, yeah. big difference, I think. That kind of lends me to think, okay, so the way we're downplaying even our childhood cars and the 60s golden era, as this new EV era is dawning, Ooh. whatever that looks like, are we going to be the old stodgy ones that are like, this was yes. the heyday? I don't know about you young idiots <laughs> with your uh, computers programming and hacking uh, your EVs and, you know, like, can, can you imagine just sitting down with a computer and opening a vehicle wide up and there you go, you're good to go. And then you hit a button and it's back in normal mode. And I mean, I don't know. You, you know uh, what's crazy about that is that to Matt's point, even in the mid 2000s, you still needed someone to hack the ECU. Right. Yeah. Right. So once you got past carburetors, there was a limitation to the screwdriver. Right. Yeah. But it wasn't that complicated. Right. We're kind of getting to a territory where we're becoming the old men. Yep. And it won't be V tech, it'll be EV tech yeah. Yeah. at some point. <laughs> and I'm just going to, I don't know what to do with that. Like, I don't, and we've, we've hashed this out in a previous episode, I know, but I just, I'm not quite excited yet for EV. And I'm, I'm not saying it, it won't be the next best thing. I'm just not, where's the exhaust sound, man? Like, we right. all drove that Hellcat right. last spring. Yep. Like, come on. There, it, there's what's there's no replacement for displacement oh, and it's, oh the mercedes it, it was the same engine in the g-wagon and the gt so that's one thing mercedes uh their naming structure so we've driven the <laughs> amg g63 which is a wagon g-wagon and then mm-hmm. the amg gt63 which is a completely different car with one letter <laughs> different. Right. And oh my goodness, the sounds oh. that that engine made. Yeah. T- I'm getting goosebumps just <laughs> thinking about it. it oh, it was, it was naughty. It was, I loved that car. Uh, if you were just to give me the keys to anything that we've driven and say drive across the country, that, that one's pretty high up on my list. And uh, kind of leads me into y'all have driven a lot of stuff. We've driven a lot of stuff. What are, what are some favorite memories that y'all have? I know you've touched on it a little bit with the Silverado uh, <laughs> Realtree and just the simplicity of it. But what are some other fun memories you have? And we'll go to Matt, too, on this one, because I've already kind of shared some of mine. Brian, you go first on this one. Oh, man. Um, we've driven, since we last talked, we've driven a lot of stuff. Um, I think the obviously I'm, I'm speed is more my thing than than off road or right. CUV or whatever. Um, there's three cars that stand out to me, and they are by the way they're cars, and it's the I, I bet I can guess. Ah, oh, see, uh, I bet it was the Zupra, the Mach One, and <laughs> Mach One. One more. There's one more. Uh, the Corvette. Would it C8. be the Corvette? No. That, oh, well, I'm, oh. I'm excluding that. We drove that before we talked last okay. time. Uh, it's the Kia. K5 Turbo. I knew it. And it gets back to crap tires and plenty of torque. That thing was a hoot. It would blow tires off through second and chirp third with a DSG. And it just, let's let's nerd out on tires. The tread wear was so high on that thing. You would do a burnout and look at it and go, no one did a burnout. It doesn't even burn (laughs) off at all. It's like rock hard. So it was a ton of fun. And uh, look, it had a terrible wind noise problem, but it was very entertaining to drive. Um, The Super I liked quite a bit because it was just a freaking freight train yeah um it wasn't faster than the c8 but over triple digits it certainly felt faster 
And it was one of those cars that it didn't stop pulling until you looked down and went, oh, crap, we're on the limiter yeah. again. Like for the third time that day. It just did that <laughs> time and time again. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we said this in our last episode, Craig, I will, out of all those, including the C8, I would get the Mach 1 in a manual because it just kind of balances life the best. And that Tremec we've driven in the, the Shelby before, it's a great transmission. And that's got to be the 480 horse Coyote is a really good package from the factory, very agreeable, and makes such a good noise. Uh, hard not to like that engine. I, even as a diehard Camaro guy, Ford, especially Mustang V8s, have always just had the sound and yeah i can pick him up from miles away like if i hear him i'm like oh, right. that's a mustang so craig and look we've oh sorry go ahead no i was gonna say that to nerd out of mustangs real quick craig and i've argued this for over a decade the ls is objectively a better motor when yes. it comes to yes a cam, a single cam and some headers, and you're going to beat everyone at that time. Yep. Um, back to your, your Trans Am, uh, your you know, early to mid-2000s, that's all it took. Mm. And I was running Mustangs back then, and we did whatever you wanted. It just didn't matter. You had to have boost. and But at the end of the day, it still sounded better. The Mustang yep. always sounded the Absolutely. best, which doesn't win races, but yeah, fun. Yeah, sure got you some cred. Yeah, it was, it was false, but it was cred, yeah. <laughs> Hey gearheads, we are coming to you again for our second annual car show. GT Garage Talk's Unlikely Heroes Car Show, presented by Car Wash by Kane at Hilltop Church of the Nazarene here in Tyler, Texas. Saturday, October 23rd, 2021 from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., this car show will be unlike any other because we are celebrating the vehicles that do all of the dirty work of commuting us around day to day, but get none of the recognition. That's right. We want to see your daily drivers, your beaters, your cars missing body panels and parts, and the cars with warning lights lit up like Christmas on the dashboard. We will be giving out many different awards in different categories like biggest puddle left behind, most missing body panels, or even our $100 cash prize going to the winner of Car Wash by Kane's People's Choice Award winner. This year we'll also have a special addition to the car show a touch-a-truck event for kids. This will be your kids' opportunity to get up close and personal with some big vehicles they may not get to see any other way. Fire trucks, patrol cars, and more. Entry to both events is free, but you must register your car if you want to be featured in our show and to be eligible for prizes. Registration is only $15, with a portion going to support a local charity. More information can be found at gtgaragetalk.com slash carshow. We cannot wait to see you and your unlikely hero out at our car show. I'm going to say the Mazda 3. No, I'm, I'm joking. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, and on this going. week's episode. No. <laughs> Just don't say Mach-E, Craig. Don't say Mach-E. No, so, uh, no. I'll say this. The Power Boost F-150 was really neat just because of the trick that it does with the whole Power Boost thing. Yeah. yeah. With the, the onboard generator, that is just too cool. And I don't know why, and, and hopefully it's just a matter of time, more trucks just jump all over that. I can't wait till I see a Super Duty with it or a Silverado or a Ram. It, it's it, just too smart not to have it. It is only it a matter of time. Yep. Yes. yes. So yes. I'm excited about that coming. I, it's just a lot of applications that can be used there for. But I would... Uh, narrow it down to two cars the mach one is incredible because it just does as brian says so many different things right. um, i call it 
I called it the time machine because it was one of those cars. I got so engaged in the driving, which is hard to do in new modern cars these days. The next thing you know, I look down at the clock and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like 10 minutes ahead of schedule. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so I'm like, wow, I must have been really carrying some speed, but I was just so into it. I wasn't, I had no clue. Um, but I would also, I want to add to the list, uh, the Sonata inline, the K5, yeah. the sister to the K5. Ah, okay. Copycat. The Sonata inline because it did everything and so many things so well. If you wanted to get to work quick, you could put the hammer down and it would do the time machine trick. It handled well because it had better tires than the K5. Um, It was comfortable. It was roomy. It didn't beat me up. It got almost 30 miles a gallon when I wanted it to. This is, again, this is the golden era. How how can a car do all that? It's it's incredible. Um, And so that was... That was just an impressive car because it checks so many boxes so well. So, yeah. and it's still a proper sedan, right? And, and it's yeah. kind of like the Korean SHO if that was still in yeah. production, but lighter and handled better. And but I'm going to go back a step. It felt slower than the K5 just because it gripped so well. Yeah. Now it wasn't slower, right. but it sure without the tire spin, you're like, oh, that's a sensation. It wasn't mm-hmm. as yeah. fun to drive, even though I think it was. It felt more refined. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Matt. What's one or two just ones that have stuck in your head? Forerunner uh, TRD Pro. Yeah. Uh, oh, good. Just because of how how simple it is and how well it's done. I know it's a Toyota, and Toyota does everything well, but and like, they don't change much and, fast. And they don't, <laughs> and they don't change much fast, and that's okay. Like I loved that about that Forerunner. It was. It was simple. It was straightforward. It did everything it was designed to do, and it did it well. It could have used yeah. another two or three gears, though. That five-speed was <laughs> sorely lacking. I, like, I I didn't even mind. Like, I'm one that, that will put the pedal on the floor mm-hmm. in most everything that I drive, mm-hmm. and I did a time or two in that mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I even got the rear tires to turn over a little power braking action. Not but, surprised. Um, you gotta test it. But the the longer that I drove that thing, the less rowdy I drove it because it just it just felt good to just get in and drive it. Like I loved mm. the way that it kind of lumbered over every little thing <laughs> that it ran over, and it, it was easy to park. You could see out of it well. Yeah, it was yep. comfortable. Yep. Um, I, I just I, I think it's my three year old's one of his favorites as well. Not for any <laughs> of those things. Are you comparing me to your no. son? No, I'm, not. <laughs> I, I'm just saying no uh, that he loved it, not for any of those things, but because it had the pull-out tray in the back and he fit perfectly. Like he could stand up in the back of it <laughs> and his head would just touch the ceiling and he thought That's it was awesome. so cool to play back there. And we saw some fireworks. We had it over 4th of July, did some tailgating in it and he, he absolutely loved it. Yep. So yep. Um, I have figured out though, I am ruining him because I told him I was going to go pick up a car, a different vehicle uh, for shooting one day, and he's seen most of them, and I'll bring him by if he's here and all that good stuff. And told him I was going to go get one. He's like, oh, is it going to be the red one? Because this was after the Mercedes. I said, no, no, I already turned that one back in. This one will be a black one. And he goes, oh, the one with the doors that go up? Meaning that 1991 Diablo. Diablo. And I'm like, oh, gosh, he's not even four, and I've already ruined him. Uh, man. That's a good place to start right yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, oof. It, yep. it's, it, 
It's all uphill from here. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what to do. Like uh, we're you're gonna bring a Kia home and he'll go okay and go back inside. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I'll be excited to see. We've got some pickups coming. Uh, he hasn't really experienced many pickups, uh, and to my detriment on that, I've let him down. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how he handles some of those. Uh, we've got some interesting rigs on the horizon for us, and yeah. Uh, I'm desperate for a pickup. Yes, he is. I, I have been pickup less since <laughs> September of last year. We we've got three on, on very very close radar. So I can't get here soon enough. Yeah, I I would second that, and we're gonna put some miles on yeah. all of them. So. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what about y'all? Matt, what are y'all is... excited about? What do y'all got coming? Without spilling Man, I'm too much. There now. I'm a little, I want to inverse Matt once I get on here. I'm I'm jealous that y'all have had cars that long because. I sold my Mustang about September of last year. I've been stuck in trucks ever since. I'm like, we get a truck press truck come through. I'm like, oh great, this is awesome. But uh, <laughs> I, I get a little let down. I, I want more cars. And, and guess what? The press fleets are full of trucks, which is great because they always do better on views. But um, which is good for us. But man, it's nice to get a good manual every once in a while. I gotta say, you guys have got that figured out. I'm manualist right now. Boy, is that a weird sensation? Well, yeah. e- even the vehicles that I've wanted. Uh, a manual transmission and they've all been automatics and it's just, yeah. it's kind of depressing Same here. In, in that, in that regard. And even press fleets are few and far between because it's a skill that not many people have. You know what I saw the other day, a TRD pro Tacoma with a manual transmission. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there it is. Thank you, Toyota. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Top of the line trim and a manual. I love it. It's yep. Perfect. Probably yeah, they, never they find that again. I know. <laughs> Somebody special ordered that one. <laughs> so well, it's, you know, that's that's one of those trucks that you should get because it's not going to be around much longer. It's oh, just not. Yeah. Now. So, so. Uh, f- well, segueing into the final segment from trucks and the drought that we've had over here and right. the, the surplus that y'all have had over there, all four of us have an event coming out very soon that cannot get mm-hmm. here soon enough. And that is the Texas Auto Riders Association uh, Fall Truck Rodeo. And last year was my first rodeo. Brian, I believe it was your first rodeo. Yep. Uh, Craig and Matt, y'all weren't able to make it. And this year, my golly, y'all better be there. Uh, It's just, I I cannot wait for it to be here. Uh, GM is actually going to be involved this year. They sat last year out. So I'm excited. They've got some stuff. Maybe that uh, camo... Uh, super truck will, will make an appearance. We know it's in, in the uh, fleet in this area, but uh, what are y'all excited about uh, with this rodeo coming up? A- and preview some predictions, maybe, and we can do a follow up afterwards. So, I Ooh. first off, I predict Matt, you and I are going to hear from uh, Corey and Brian. Hey, this ain't our first rodeo, and that's not going to be funny. But uh, at least twenty yeah. times, at least. It won't be for you guys, but for us, it'll be factual. So it means yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. So, but I predict, or I hope to see, I hope to see a zero two mm-hmm. from the Silverado zero two. We won't. That would be exciting. We, we won't. But I oh, would also, that would be so nice. <laughs> and we're probably this is probably too early for this for it to appear, but. Man, I can't wait to see the Raptor R or whatever the heck that's supposed to be. Yep. So Man, yeah. he, he has that, got that champagne works. taste right here. <laughs> wow. So, so Ford has already said they're not going to make it because yeah. of, you know, COVID, obviously. Right. Um, 
which is a real bummer because the Gen 3 Raptors are rolling out now. And th- that looks like, yep. dude, you know, Solantis will bring the T-Rex again. Yep. And As the a, Wagoneer and the Grand Wagoneer right. and the Grand Cherokee L and every Wrangler gladiator under the sun. Yep. Which I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. No, no, no. Can I, all right, I'm going to make a prediction real quick. Um, Stellantis will win everything, yeah. just about, because they showed up. <laughs> and, um, man, actually, I think the fiercest competition, because I think Ram will probably win the truck stuff, by right. and large. Right. Um, the way that the, the rodeo is structured, it's not like one person wins everything. Right. But I think, by and large, the Ram between the T-Rex and the Diesel and those different things will do quite well. I'm worried about the... Cadillac, Tahoe, Yukon versus Grand Wagoneer, Wagoneer mm. segment. Yeah. I wonder what's going to happen there. Everybody's going to be fighting over them too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's going to be interesting for sure. Um, luckily, this year is going to be a little bit stretched out format where we've yep. got more time in the cars. Yep. And uh, it's kind of a two and a half day schedule. Yep. But um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I think GM's going to show up and that's going to mess up the Stellantis mojo a little bit compared to last year. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think the Grand Wagoneer, or at least the Wagoneer, I want the Wagoneer on that trail. The Grand Wagoneer is too much wheel again, not enough tire mm-hmm. for that trail. But man, I'm curious to see how it does. Matt, what about you? Uh, rigs that I I hope will be there. Um, uh, Camel the- Trail Boss? <laughs> I mean, he, he's yes. got the BMP um, pulled up on his phone right I, now. So. Yeah, I, yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> No, the uh, the new Tundra, uh, whatever it is, yeah. which yeah. we probably won't see, but yeah. it's worth hoping. That would be awesome. We'll probably we'll see, see it at in... least another teaser photo. Yeah, we'll uh, see yeah. it in L.A., <laughs> <It'll> be... <laughs> I'm sure. It'll uh, be another feature that's been out for 10 years. Right. Okay. okay. And the other the other hope is also from Toyota Land Cruiser. Yep. yep. I, mm. I just I, With the new Tundra coming out, I have this sneaking suspicion they're going to bring back the Land Cruiser and right. I, yeah, but probably with with every other, I, I know it, it doesn't make sense yet, but I think well, you I, might see it as the Lexus version. Okay, right. yeah. Right. Oh okay. yeah. Uh, I, my hope though is, and I've I've said this to Corey in the past. Why why haven't they made a long version of either the Land Cruiser or the Sequoia? Hmm. Is it because they don't work in the well, Japanese market, or well, the Sequoia just doesn't sell? So, it just yeah. does not sell. Well, the Sequoia is already pretty freaking long, isn't it? Like compared to the Land Cruiser in terms of wheelbase, God, that isn't is, already the long one. That thing is massive. Have it y'all is, been in one? Like, yeah, oh yeah, they're, they're massive. Well, they're yeah, they. I mean, they have huge width overall, but for a third row SUV, there's not much room behind that third. Mm. And yeah. and and I say oh, I this because we have been in the market for and actually just purchased uh, a, a third row SUV, the long version. We got the Lincoln Navigator L, and Ooh, uh, good move. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. you haven't heard all the details yet. <laughs> uh oh, it's mm-hmm. a 2011 with the three valve five four. He he's What's a glutton that, man. He has a glutton for punishment. He was tearing apart his F one fifty five four frequently, yeah. and, and he just. Went back to he's it. used to it then. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's right down. That's yeah, yeah, that's kind of my thing. But hey, I've got anyway. a cam tool for that if you need it. By the way, <laughs> I've been there too. <laughs> <laughs> so i I think I think a long Sequoia or Land Cruiser make it the Land Cruiser because it's I mean they're both truck based, but it just right. makes more sense. 
But with the Grand Wagoneer, with the Navigator L, the uh, the Expedition Max, you know, all these big the the GMCs yeah. and Yukon, all that stuff. Why Bourbons, not yeah. have an import that is a mile yeah. long for all of us Americans that like rigs that are way too big? I mean, Toyota is Texas based now, so anything can happen. <laughs> hey, Maybe. hey, while you yeah. while you mention that, uh, Craig and I discovered something on the the All American Camo Chevy. Yeah, uh, it's made in Mexico, by the way. Yep. <laughs> They have a the Tundra's made in San Antonio. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So Chevy's got three plants that makes uh, the Silverado. I know because my 07 came from Canada. So they've got one in Canada, hey. one, hey. one in Merca, and one in, down in Mexico. And <laughs> okay. Hey, they're diversified. Right. I get yes. it. So, uh, all right. So my, uh, I don't want to say predictions. I don't want to say hopes. My thoughts on this year's truck rodeo, having only gone to one, but also seeing what showed up at the auto roundup in the spring is I really, knowing GM's going to be there, want to see that three-liter Duramax in something there. Suburban. Because, I bet you do. I because bet you do. Uh, uh, you last might not. Year, they're, not gonna, they're not making any more the rest of this year. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it, that's why I really – I wonder – we should look at the fleet and what our, our peers are doing in Texas. I wonder if there's one already in the fleet yeah. right now. Yep. Because I know at one point last year they had an a AT4 with it. Yeah. So I saw or I drove the Eco Diesel Gladiator and Wrangler at the event last year and loved them. Torque for days. Yeah. So I want to see that Duramax in something. Um, knowing that some luxury brands showed up that did not at all expect. I want to see a Land Rover again, maybe the 90. The Defender 90, yeah. that would be nice. Mm, a little be awesome. short two-door. I forgot version. to tell you, at the Jeep event that I yeah. went to, there was a Defender <sighs> 90 there. See? A black one. Ooh. I took pictures. I'll have to show I, you pictures. I would go, I'd go crazy over a Defender 90. I They're went really crazy sweet. over that 110 that they had last year, and I loved it. Like, uh, If we were to replace my wife's uh, Cherokee, like, and, and I've sworn off vehicles that don't have dealers locally for Mini Cooper mm-hmm. reasons. And that does not meet the criteria, but oh, it would be so Mark. nice. Um, so I hope to see a Defender 90 there. And just because we didn't, I didn't get him in one at the auto roundup and there was one last year and it was purple. I want to see another colon in there. Uh, so bad. Oh, yeah. Something oh, Rolls Royce, something crazy that doesn't belong out there. I want to get this yeah. guy in uh, just something ridiculous because I was impressed what the Colonin did out there yeah. on the trails. It did everything everybody else would, except for the fact that they had not put off-road tires on it. If they had done mm. that, it would have been no holds barred for them. So, well, yeah, I mean, when the, when the truck drives itself, it's kind of hard to. Well, uh, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> let me ask you this, Corey. Did you take that on the road when you were there I last did. year? I did. So I did not. They said, "Hey, do you want to drive the colon?" I said, "Sure." She says, "Where do you want to go?" I said, "The dirt," because I was running out of time. I right, kind of right. waited too late. I was like, "I want it on the dirt more than anything else." And so we did that. And the only two restrictions I had were: don't do the hill climb, right? Take the bypass, right? You still the hill climb, but it wasn't the vertical part. It was the Nissan hill the... climb. Ooh, shots fired. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, it was a super climb, is what it was. Yes. And then um, on the pointy rocks, just go slower. Right. That's it. Yep. So it, it was still impressive to see something with a gazillion inch wheels on it, kind of just not spill any coffee while you're going 
Like it's, it was insane to me how soft it rode. And, and so posh and poised and completely disconnected. And by no means would I spend four hundred and twenty thousand dollars on that. But it was so crazy to think no. that I'm piloting something that costs so much in an area that, sure, it was designed to handle. But who on earth is doing that? I mean, really. And that one had been around the nation. Yes. <laughs> that one had been around the nation. I had seen I had seen that one on many a YouTube yeah. channel by this point. And so it was at the last leg of its press journey. And so I'm sure yeah. that's why we were allowed to do what we did for more reasons than you know, showing <laughs> off. But uh, right. so all that to say, we all expect quite an event. I hope at least two, maybe not three of y'all don't have your expectations dashed because I don't expect to see a new Tundra. I don't expect to see a Raptor R. I don't expect to see yeah. anything that we have not seen in the flesh yet. Um, okay. one. That, you you wh know what, though? The, the Land Rover, I did not expect last year, and that I, was there. That is yeah. true. And so that is true. we might get surprised by something. They, you know, I'm, they I, like to, you know, they like to play a little sneaky with us. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see what this year's surprise is. Something I know yeah. is going to be there that I am looking forward to. How about that? Okay. Okay. TRX. Yes. Yes. Oh, I, yeah. I fully expect. Yeah. Now that I've they driven the, the Durango year. Hellcat, now that I've driven the, the red eye wide body, like, yeah, I want to see what 702 horsepower feels like in a truck that weighs way too much <laughs> and costs right. way too much and see what Look, it does in the dirt. It's bananas. Get it on pavement. It's just as fun. Yeah. It's the the only vehicle that I've, as a, you know, as our brake check outlet, only car we've tested that will do four-wheel burnouts. Like, it'll launch and smoke the front tires. And it's just, I had to play the footage back to see it. It's there. Yeah. It's insane. It's totally bonkers. Did uh, you again, drive aren't that great the Durango? The pavement, so. Well, there you go. I yeah. was going to say, did you drive the Durango at all at either event? I did, and it gripped so well it wasn't as fun. Yep. Uh, I, yeah. I, I could get chirps out of all four, but you, you right. could tell. Well, it was more than a chirp. It was a it was a full-on skirt. But, <laughs> That's um, right, yeah. <laughs> it, it, she, she was trying her best to break loose, but uh, the, the engineers did a really good job making sure all the power got down, which does take away a little bit of the fun. So, yeah, yeah. I, I did not push the TRX. Granted, they had someone riding along with you, and it was my first rodeo, and I was just taking it all in. So, uh, yeah. But this year it won't be your first rodeo. Exactly. You know, there it is. There. So <laughs> It's already begun. <laughs> See, oh. Matt, I told you. <sighs> so we are going to pack all our podcast stuff up and go on the road, on location. We did so at the Auto Roundup. I, right. I would very much like to sit down with y'all in the hotel lobby and, and do kind of a summary after day one. Because it, it's a day and a half event. We'll be there two nights. But it, the event is all day Monday, half day Tuesday. So mm -hmm. it'll be fun to compare notes after we've been out there on the trails, on the road a little bit. And uh, kind of pick each other's brains a little bit more and do a follow-up. I mean, we can always do like we're doing tonight and phone in remotely. Yeah, but remote in. It, it would be it'll much be more, more fun, fun to uh, get oh, your yeah, opinions firsthand. So... Uh, while we're signing off, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you and, uh, we'll, we'll point everybody your way to check out some of y'all's stuff too. Craig well, should know this by now. I think you have it, Craig. <laughs> now see, so Brian changes it all the time and Brian, <laughs> Brian, uh, likes to, these aren't listeners, Corey, I don't know if you knew this, but on podcasts you have viewers. Oh. So, 
We've been yeah, doing it wrong. Craig, you messed it up again. I'll, I'll handle it for you. <laughs> Guys, thanks for watching. Check us out on BreakCheckShow.com. And definitely, definitely, well, you're already here. Never mind. GT Garage Talk. You guys already know that. But yeah. Yeah. if this gets played back on our channel, Craig, for those that don't know, GT Garage Talk is the uh, our buddies here, Matt and Corey. Check them out. They've got great content coming in. Yeah, and to that end, we are doing something uh, so unlikely, so crazy that oh boy. I, I, I don't know if you caught what I was doing. Uh, I'm, I'm very sneaky <laughs> in my marketing here. So uh, we would like to formally invite both of y'all out to our second annual yes. GT Garage Talks Unlikely Heroes Car Show presented by Car Wash by Kane at... Hilltop Church of the Nazarene. You want to talk about a mouthful? Good I've grief. got that one <laughs> Gee, down pat. <clears throat> so just come to our car show. <laughs> yes. So I, I am beyond excited. Uh, we actually do have a title sponsor. It's Car Wash by Kane. It's a student-run car wash here in White House, Texas, that gives back to the community. I'm so excited for the partnership. I'm so excited for the cars that will come from it because. It, I fully expect a lot of high school students showing up in whatever they've got. And it is going <laughs> to be, be cool. yeah. a fun show this year, above and beyond. We're going bigger and better than we did last year. 75 cars. I'm going to say it again. Yep. 75 cars. That's how many I want there. We're going to have a touch a truck event. We've already got a uh, fire truck. Yep. We've got an ambulance. Uh, we've got a school bus. Yeah. We've potentially got a, an old Crown Vic cruiser that may or may not yes. make it oh. here and may or may not make it back, which <laughs> that'll be a video for you and I all yeah. unto yeah. itself. Uh, That's the show winner already. I can right. Tell you right now. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, there may be, for life. <laughs> may be a helicopter there. Like, who knows what kind of craziness we're going to have be. at our toucher truck alongside our Unlikely Heroes car show. So consider yourselves formally invited Saturday, October 23rd from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. We'll have food. We'll have drinks. We'll have fun. Stuff for the whole family. Bounce house, live music. All kinds of good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fun. That's awesome. Y'all won't want to miss it. Well, I hope we can make that. And I've got one question regarding the event. Okay. If we bring a hybrid or minivan, can we get in the show? Absolutely. Yes. You can. Yes. Okay. All right. Are y'all going to have a press vehicle hybrid or a minivan at that point? Hopefully we'll have a hybrid minivan. Ooh. Yeah, not planned, but I may have to work that out. Yeah. That okay. would be amazing. It's going to get worse than show. Um, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I keep going back to Franken-Truck that we had last year. <laughs> it was at least seven different trucks put into one it was operational amazing. vehicle. The, Absolutely uh, amazing. Gear selector was a chain link chain that he had welded with a wrench on top yep. that went all the way up to the ceiling. Uh, I don't know if you had how much you looked Practical. around inside of it, but uh, the cab was a crew cab mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. two different trucks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was off of a one ton. <laughs> it was on a half ton chassis with a three quarter ton rear end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was wild, but it was perfect. It, Everything about it was perfect. I, I, my only regret is we did not get more pictures of it because it would be the poster child for this year's and promoting this year's. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, very much looking forward to it. Hope you all can make it. And, yeah, absolutely uh, put in a hybrid or a minivan <laughs> or both or a combination. Uh, I mean, If we get one, I'll make, I'll make Craig drive it there. That's we had everything from a Lamborghini Gallardo to Frankentruck yeah. and everything in between. Everything in between. My dad's 03 Civic sedan 
with a five speed manual was there. So Oh that yep. counts. Yeah. Yep. So we we had a lot of good stuff. It was good. It was fun. And like we said, bigger and better this year. It, it's it's gonna be a blast. And I had to say a huge thanks to our title sponsor, Car Wash by Kane. I, I went out and took some pictures at their car wash today in that oh <clears throat> nine something. I almost said what it was. That oh nine <laughs> something. So if you want to find out, go to uh, our Instagram at GT Garage Talk. <laughs> yeah, I mean they've listened this far. We're over an hour in. It was an oh nine Audi R eight V eight. It was spectacular with an automatic. Was it, yeah, yeah. It, it was an automatic six speed automatic. Oh, that that man. was. That was like I said, all the vehicles that I've been really, really amped up uh, to get. Uh, that was like their fatal flaw was the transmission. So yeah. that M2 also automatic, and I was like, ah, it was so much better if I could row my own. Uh, that yeah. mm-hmm. Trans Am, I can like that was my first question. Automatic. Four lady. Yeah, <laughs> and they were bad. <laughs> Just, By the oh. way, the uh, the trail boss shares a lot with that transmission still. So, yes. so you said in your episode that uh, you drove something with that transmission. My 07 Silverado with the five three had that same six speed transmission. It? So yes, uh, it, it is. That's funny. It has been around a while. It's nearly the same motor too. The four L sixty E. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's, yeah. Not much has changed. I, I had it in an old Chevy Express panel van. Yeah. Same trans. Yeah. So, it's crazy. We could honestly talk with y'all all night, and if I did not intentionally wrap this one up, we probably would because yeah. there's so much yeah. we didn't cover, but we all have families we had to get back to. So we thank you so much for coming on uh, with us this week. We cannot wait to catch up with y'all in person at the rodeo and follow up with some of these predictions, hopes, dreams, uh, grand wishes uh, for what we might see at the rodeo this year. Uh, they said it before, but I'll say it again. Breakcheckshow.com is where you can find everything for them. They've got so many fun uh, videos out and reviews out that, uh, you know, we're just growing together. So uh, we found a good partnership and sticking with it. Yeah. So, uh, Matt, why don't you hit the button and get us out of here? All right, gearheads, for us, uh, you can find everything Facebook, Instagram, at GT Garage Talk, or head on over to gtgaragetalk.com. Links to everything from there, including your opportunity to register for our car show and win a $100 cash prize. Maybe, possibly. I don't know. Till next time. Bye.